bushes. Primrose picked the berries nearest the ground while her father hooked the upper branches down with his walking stick. The basket was nearly full when they were joined by old Mrs. Eyebright. I've been looking for you, she said. Bad weather's on its way. I can feel it in my bones. We must finish our harvesting before the rain begins. Lord Woodmouse sent Primrose back to the palace and then went on to the store stump to find Mr. Apple to make arrangements. Soon, parties of mice with carts and wheelbarrows were hurrying out to the fields to gather the last of the nuts and berries. Lord and Lady Woodmouse decided to help pick mushrooms, and they were just setting off when Lady Woodmouse cried out in alarm, "'Where's Primrose?' She was nowhere to be seen. She wasn't hiding in the baskets, or under the leaves, or in the long grass. "'Has anyone seen Primrose?' shouted Lord Woodmouse. "'She hasn't been here,' replied the mice gathering berries high in the blackthorn bush. "'We haven't seen her,' called the mice in the tangly hawthorn trees. The children thought she was at her grandmother's house, and a search party was sent along to investigate. Hot and out of breath, they knocked at the door of Crabapple Cottage. "'Have you seen Primrose?' asked Wilfrid. "'We've lost her!' Mrs. Apple shook her head, took off her apron, and joined in the search. Mr. Apple ran over to the gap in the hedge by the store stump. "'Primrose, where are you?' he cried. "'Primrose, where are you?' echoed the call across the cornfield. Lord and Lady Woodmouse went back to the palace. They looked in the cupboards and under the beds. The store stump was searched from top to bottom. "'Oh, dear,' said Lady Daisy, "'she's such a little mouse. Where can she be? What shall we do?' Meanwhile, Primrose, wandering along the edge of the cornfield, was quite unaware of her parents' concern. She had spent the morning picking wildflowers and gazing up at the blue sky, and after a lunch of blackberries, she had dozed a little in the sun. She was just going to help a group of mice she had seen gathering seeds in the ditch when she spotted a little round house high up in the stalks of the corn. "'Wonder who lives there?' she thought, and decided to climb up and peep through one of the windows. As she looked in, she saw two pairs of bright little eyes peering back at her. "'I—I I do beg your pardon,' she stammered, and began to climb down again. "'We were just going to have tea,' a voice called after her. "'Won't you join us?' Primrose found the tiny front door and went inside. It was very cosy. There was a thistle-down carpet on the floor, and the neatly woven grass walls were covered with books and pictures. The two elderly harvest mice who lived in the house were very glad to have a visitor. They sat Primrose down, gave her a slice of cake, 
and handed her their album of family portraits to look at. When Primrose had been shown all their treasures, she thanked the mice politely and climbed down to the ground again. She decided to walk to the edge of the chestnut woods before she went home. Some brambly hedge mice were still there, picking blackberries in the last of the evening sun, but they were too busy to notice her. She peered into the grasses, looking for feathers and other useful things. Hidden in the brambles, she discovered a very interesting hole. I wonder if anyone lives down there, she said to herself, and wandered into the tunnel. It was very dark inside, but she could just see round front doors set in the walls of the branching passages. As she went deeper into the tunnel, it became darker still.